Pushkin. Chase for Business and iHeart bring you a new podcast series called The Unshakables. This one-of-a-kind series will shine the spotlight on small business owners like you who faced a do-or-die moment that ultimately made their business what it is today. Learn more at chase.com slash business slash podcast. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase and a member FDIC 2024 J.P. Morgan Chase and Co. The most innovative companies are going further with T-Mobile for Business. The PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with AI coaching tools and 5G connected cameras. AAA is getting more drivers back on the road fast with location telematics. And the Las Vegas Grand Prix is powering race day operations with 5G connectivity, giving fans an experience at the speed they deserve. This is Accelerating Innovation with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at tmobile.com slash now. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Malibu has layers. There are the hill people and the coast people, the super rich and the homesteaders. What they have in common, what's deep in the DNA of this place, is that they don't like outsiders. This is a private paradise. You can visit, but you can't stay. And you better not ask any questions, or the walls go up. I find that out when I first start trying to report on the killing of Tristan Baudet. This is back in the summer of 2018, right after I heard about the murder and the near misses. I do what curious reporters do. I start making phone calls and coming out to Malibu every chance I get. The cops at Lost Hill Station want nothing to do with me. Someone who's not from around here, looking into a series of shooting crimes around Malibu, trying to figure out who's responsible for Tristan Baudet's death? No thanks. Whenever I do reach someone at Lost Hills, they immediately redirect me to headquarters, where the outrageously misnamed Sheriff's Information Bureau either ignores me, buries me in press releases, or invites me to enter into a collaborative partnership, which gives them creative control over how I tell their stories. No thanks. But I keep coming out to Malibu anyway, seeing what I can learn. What's going on with this? What properties am I ingesting? Magic. <laughs> that honey on top is rescue honey. Did, did you see my Instagram? Like I just... And I keep ending up at this weird health food restaurant called Sun Life Organics. That bee pollen comes from a region in Spain that is just completely untouched by man. It's the, it's the purest bee pollen. It's ridiculously overpriced, like $17 for a smoothie. It's just so Malibu. If we really could somehow 
get in some magic machine that would take us on the journey of the bees and what they went through to make that bee pollen. I mean, that is like, it's mind blowing. And the nutrients. This is Khalil Rafati, a co-founder of Sun Life Organics. We're sitting in the sunshine outside one of his stores. When I ask him about the Bodette murder, he kind of shrugs it off. That happened in the hills, not his Malibu. It was an isolated event, far from home. Malibu Creek State Park is mostly an unincorporated Malibu, that rugged wilderness north of the coastal city of Malibu. And the park's address is technically Calabasas. But even if Rafati has no opinion about the killing, he really gets Malibu. The mystique, the image. That's his bread and butter. Or should I say, his bee pollen and rescue honey. My experience with Malibu has been a very, very magical, very multifaceted experience. When, when I was first brought to Malibu, I didn't even know Malibu was a real thing. I thought that was some sort of a Barbie doll name or something like that. And, um, Malibu is a tourist town. There are only 13,000 residents, but more than 13 million people visit every year. Most of the people who come to Malibu in search of something, the day trippers, they're just not going to find it. The first thing tourists say, I mean, and I've had this question asked to me, no joke, a hundred times, where's Malibu? I'm like, this is it. Like, yes, Lady Gaga lives here, but... She doesn't want you to know that, and you're never going to see her house. The Malibu that we get to enjoy and get to experience is not available for the public. Have you ever heard the expression, the pink bubble, used to describe Malibu? Pink bubble, rose-tinted glasses, sure. This isn't reality. This is definitely not reality. I mean, this is... There's nothing on this planet that equals this. It is the most magical, healing, powerful, strange, at times pretentious and shallow, at times highly, highly spiritual. There's an energy here that you you cannot put your finger on and you cannot describe it. And it is something that will make you if you allow it and you accept it and you honor it and you respect it, and there is an energy out here that will fucking bury you if you don't. And you will lose your mind and you will go crazy. I'm starting to think Malibu actually has a lot to do with these crimes. I'm Dana Goodyear. And this is Lost Hills. Episode 2, The Pink Bubble. In the weeks after Baudette was killed, all through that summer of 2018, I kept hearing that everyone in Malibu was panicking. The situation seemed out of control. There was a murderer at large, and residents kept calling 911, 
reporting the sounds of gunfire in the night. Tristan Baudet was dead. Who would be next? Anna one, what's your emergency? Um, yes, I just woke up to a gunshot outside. And you just heard one gunshot? No, it was four or five. Um, I just heard another one while you put me on hold. Okay, I'm going to put you back on hold. Don't hang up. Yeah, there was a third one. A third room. one. Okay, so three. Yeah. Neighbors didn't think the authorities were taking their concerns seriously. And the victims of the near misses were starting to speak out. Cece Woods is a self-described Malibu big mouth who writes an online tabloid called The Local. She posted on Facebook that there might be a sniper or sicko in the community. She included a screen grab about the Tesla shooting, near-miss number six, which caused another near-miss victim to comment, I am one of those shootings. It was near-miss number three. The victim had been sleeping in her car with her boyfriend in the campground at Malibu Creek State Park. They woke up to find a bullet lodged in the trunk. She wrote, The shooter used a shotgun with a slug, shot through my car from a point-blank range, and then took off. I came very, very close to being hit, but luckily I wasn't. When the police came, which took over two hours to show up, they told me, quote, things like this don't happen out here. I asked what they were going to do about it, and they told me they couldn't do anything. I asked if I'd been dead if they would have shown up sooner. All the stories had something in common. The fact that the authorities didn't seem to care. The driver of the Porsche hit on the canyon road, near miss number four, later reported that after calling 911, he waited 30 minutes for a patrol car to come. When one did, it passed him by without stopping. He finally drove himself to Lost Hill Station and demanded deputies take a report. One of them dug metal pellets out of his car with a knife, but didn't book them into evidence. Did anyone even want to solve these crimes? Residents wanted answers, but the sheriff's department kept putting out press releases saying things like, quote, homicide detectives are advising, at this time there is no evidence to suggest the past shootings are related to the June 22, 2018 homicide, unquote. Finally, in August, State Senator Henry Stern called a public safety meeting, the first since all this started. We're here today because uh, many of you, including myself, have serious concerns. That's Senator Stern. We need to take our land back, and we can't cede these mountains to any kind of violence or fear. We don't want to be known in this region for these kinds of incidents. We don't want to be defined by this, and we certainly don't want to live in fear. He asks a detective named Lieutenant James Royal to speak on behalf of Lost Hill Station. Good afternoon. Uh, can you hear me? Okay. He's been the community liaison to Malibu for years. People trust him. Our primary object- objective today is to share with you as much information as possible without jeopardizing our case. What I'd like to do first is discuss the exact dates of the actual shooting events, confirmed shooting events that we have been dealing with since November 3rd of 2016 and culminating on June 22nd of 2018 with the tragic death of Mr. Baudet. He states the department's official position. Detectives haven't established a connection between any of the near misses and the murder. And the newly reported shots may or may not be related to the near misses, the murder, or to each other. I really want to reassure you that uh, we that this investigation did not start 
on June 22nd. Uh, however, we, we still cannot confirm that the series of events are related forensically. It just seems crazy. A specific area of the park and the canyon road are being targeted repeatedly. People keep hearing shots. What law enforcement's saying isn't calming anybody down. It doesn't even seem true. I just want to thank uh, everyone who came out from the community, especially, to take time out of your day um, to hopefully get some answers and some clarity. A couple weeks later, in September of 2018, I meet up with Cece Woods of The Local. When we get together, there's still no suspect in custody, and Cece is outraged. She thinks law enforcement is engaged in a big cover-up. We arrange to meet at a shopping mall on Pacific Coast Highway, and I spot her right away. Cece! You can't miss her. Bright blonde hair, low-cut t-shirt, homemade press pass sticking out from a Louis Vuitton purse. Okay, so, um... What exactly are you going to want to get, like, overall? She points to her hands, which are covered in little spots. By the way, I don't have chicken box. I just got laser. <laughs> That's Cece. <laughs> Cece is new to reporting, and she's definitely unconventional. Some of her best tips come from a tea leaf reader in Burbank named Monica Source. Source, she says, has given her a lot of information about the case. The killer was a hiker, or he was hiking, he was wearing a mask, all alone, camping out, crazy. His name started with the letter R. Oh, wait until I tell you about that one, because that, I, did you see my rant on Facebook? With little official information, and no one in custody yet, Cece's filling a vacuum. She's got sources in the community. They're telling her what's happening, even if law enforcement won't. The problem is, is there's a lot of people who are out there already delivering information to me because they want to make sure somebody that they can trust. And you know what? Who knows? If these criminals out there know that this stuff is being blasted and they're more likely to get caught, maybe they'll, maybe they'll slow it down a little. Okay. Just then, she spots a tall man coming out of a Starbucks carrying a venti coffee. He's wearing a fireman's uniform. Hi, Mr. Mullen, this is our mayor. The mayor of Malibu, believe it or not. Dana Goodyear. It's Rick Mullen. He's the mayor of Malibu. He's also a fire captain. And according to a big L.A. Times expose, he made more than $400,000 in pay and overtime in 2017. (laughs) Running into the mayor, coming out of Starbucks? That makes Malibu feel perfectly quaint. Like Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood with laser surgery. The mayor eyes Cece warily. They clearly know each other. This could be a new kumbaya moment. I'm trying here. I'm trying really hard. She's now a a resident of the city of Malibu. I live in Point Doom right now. I do. I live on Point Doom. I live in the, yes. Former resident of unincorporated Los Angeles County. That's good stuff. I tell him that I'm looking into the cluster of shooting crimes in Malibu. Those are very unusual events. It is unusually a kind of sleepy but sophisticated beach town in Southern California and all of a sudden there's this other facet of it that's being revealed or has emerged. Well, you're from the New Yorker, so I'll leave the sophistication judgments up to you guys. So um, it is a quiet, small coastal town that isn't known for 
dramatic things like that. As she can tell you, it's, it's difficult to figure out what's going on. Are they all independent things not related to each other? Absolutely. Or is it kind of odd that there's so many things that are shooting related in a fairly close proximity to each other, you know, relatively? We just want to make sure that people are locking their doors, are careful when they're on trails, are not caught by surprise, and are informed like this guy who went camping, Tristan Baudet, had state parks just put up a flyer and said, listen, we've had these incidents here. Let people make their own informed decisions. This guy had no warning. And his girls were laying right next to him. And that to me, the way he died and the fact that this guy didn't spray all the other tents around him. I mean, was it a lucky shot? Was it not a lucky shot? You know, it just, it just, it could be a target. I don't know. I don't know. I don't pretend to know. I don't know if any of these other shootings are even the same guy. It could be other people. Who knows? But fact of the matter is people need to be careful. And that's all I care about is I'm being careful. I don't want them to live in fear, which is why I'm trying to inform them and keep them safe. Okay? And I expect my city to do the same. I expect law enforcement to do the same. I expect state parks to do the same. I shouldn't be the one doing it. And I have been, unfortunately. So let me address what she just said. And by the way, I was the first fire department person to respond to Tristan Baudet's murder. You were. And when a tragedy like that happens, everybody wants to know, how come I didn't know about that? I don't want to be like the mayor from Jaws saying, hey, you know, you yell shark and uh, we got a problem on our hands. It's not the city of Malibu where all these things happen. But nevertheless, it affects a lot of people who live in Malibu and they should know about this. Can we talk about Jaws for a second? Jaws takes place in high summer in a fictional beach town that's being terrorized by a great white shark. After a young tourist is killed, the mayor refuses to warn the public. He's worried about the town's reputation. The famous line Mayor Mullen's referring to is, you yell shark and we've got a panic on our hands on the 4th of July. Maybe Mayor Mullen doesn't want to be the mayor from Jaws, but he also doesn't seem particularly eager to get to the bottom of anything. I would defer those questions to the people actually doing the investigation. It's a big mystery. It's a big mystery, and everybody wants to know the answers, and maybe there aren't answers. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings. That frustrating thing your mom does. Or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger. Talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out 
with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash loss today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash lost. Small business owners, this one's for you. Chase for Business and iHeart bring you a new podcast series called The Unshakables. This one-of-a-kind series will shine the spotlight on small business owners like you who faced a do-or-die moment that ultimately made their business what it is today. Join hosts Ben Walter, CEO of Chase for Business, and Tanya Nebo, a lawyer and business consultant, on these storytelling journeys of trials, tribulations, and triumphs that hinged on a single event, a split-second decision, or even a stroke of luck. Whether the story is about a warehouse going up in flames or a former partner stealing a whole roster of clients, each episode will showcase the grit, determination, and resourcefulness a small business owner needed to turn a pivotal situation into a springboard for success. Listen to The Unshakables now and learn more at chase.com slash business slash podcast. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank, N.A. member, FDIC, copyright 2024. J.P. Morgan Chase & Co. The most innovative companies are going further with T-Mobile for Business. The PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with AI coaching tools and 5G-connected cameras. AAA is getting more drivers back on the road fast with location telematics. And the Las Vegas Grand Prix is powering race day operations with 5G connectivity, giving fans an experience at the speed they deserve. This is accelerating innovation, with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at tmobile.com slash now. After saying goodbye to the mayor, Cece and I jump into her black Porsche SUV. I thought we were going for a tour of where the shootings happened, but there's someone she wants me to meet. Someone who was shot at a few days ago. So we're going up Malibu Canyon, which is also known as Las Virginis, which is where all these shootings are taking place. Malibu Canyon Road is treacherous. Looming cliffs on one side, a steep drop-off on the other. In every direction, acres of wilderness. It gives you a sense of what all of Southern California must have looked like before paradise got paved. Cars often go off the side into the ravine below. A scary thought, because Cece's constantly looking at her phone while she drives. And she never stops ranting about the Lost Hills cops. See, the, the problem is it's been the good old boys forever, okay? Like, these guys could get away with whatever they wanted to get away with because nobody would challenge them. And now there's a lot of people talking about their own personal experiences with law enforcement here. And you know what? It ain't pretty, okay? It's not pretty. Cece says that Lost Hill Station has had serious problems going back a decade or more. In her opinion, it needs a lot more supervision from Sheriff's Department headquarters downtown. We need to tear down to rebuild. Let's just put it that way. So my big mouth is now shining the light on what's going on here. Now, you know what? Does the city of Malibu really like the fact that I'm shining the light on this? Nope. Uh-oh, wait, hold on. Let's make sure. She's fixated on the upcoming election for sheriff of L.A. County. A challenger, Alex Villanueva, is running against the incumbent, Jim McDonnell. Cece Woods is all in for Villanueva. 
If anyone can get Lost Hills in line, it's him. And I pray that Alex Villanueva becomes the sheriff because he will clean that department up, period. And that includes Lost Hills. And I'm going to make sure that shit gets straightened up out here. It seems like a stretch. If her candidate does get elected, is he really going to care about a sleepy little beach town full of tourists and celebrities? Not to mention it's so far away from the sheriff's department headquarters. It might take two hours to get out here in L.A. traffic. We reach Malibu Creek State Park, and the road changes names to Las Virginis. We turn off, away from the park, heading up to a scenic overlook on the opposite ridge. That's where we're going to meet this guy who says someone shot at him. She hasn't met him in person yet, but a couple days earlier, he sent an email to the local. Hi, Cece, he wrote. I hike daily way in the back of Carbon Canyon, and yesterday, someone fired a single shot at me. With the other things I know, I'm betting it's the killer. Who's the right cop to talk to? If they give a shit. I called 911. Nada. We get up to the overlook, and it's really spectacular. The Pacific spreads out like a blanket on one side, and miles of mountainous wilderness in the entire San Fernando Valley are on the other. There's a middle-aged man waiting beside a tricked-out Jeep, with four Labradors sticking their heads out the windows. Well, he doesn't want to use or, his name. He's a local. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, I live down on Rambla. Yeah. Okay. He's a retired exploration geologist who helped mining companies find gold. Somebody shot at me. Not to hit me, but to tell me to, you know, fuck off. But you have to understand, it's hard to describe without you seeing the geometry. How did that person get there? There's no tracks on the, the road I was walking on. Um, it's almost inaccessible unless you're like a mountain guy. So w- who would be shooting at somebody literally in the middle of nowhere unless it's somehow related to all this other stuff that's going on? It was broad daylight? 9.44 in the morning. One shot? It was one shot. Clearly, if, you know, if it had been aimed at me, I would have been hit. Mm. Or if I, it was aimed at me and I wasn't hit, there would have been follow-up, which there was not. But One shot just like so many of the other shootings. With everything else that's going on, it's definitely alarming. To me, it was probably, it's a small caliber rifle. You can kill humans with them, like that, but louder, of course. And it has a a certain amount of bass to it that I can't do with my hands. (laughs) What would you use a 22 for, other than target shooting? Yeah, you shoot at cans. In the old days, we called it happy gunfire because people just shot for the hell of it. Sean Penn was very frequent. What do you mean? Well, I used to hear automatic gunfire. From across the canyon, you'd hear... At Sean Penn's house? Yeah, it's a... Well-known fact. Well-known fact. But he's not harming anyone. He's just shooting in it. That's plinking, only in a sort of a grandiose way. Celebrity If one of his neighbors called him in, he would have been in the poo-poo, but except being who he is... Reporting in Malibu... Every story can lead you down a celebrity rabbit hole. For the record, although Sean Penn at one point had a large and well-publicized gun collection, I haven't been able to confirm that he's engaged in celebrity plinking. But I want to get back to the part where the victim called 911. Oh, yeah. I just stepped around the corner where I thought I was out of sight and dialed 911. And? 
shot fired way back in the canyon. Can you guys triangulate my position? Because we can find this guy if you send a chopper. Literally, the guy could have taken off and been over my head in less than two minutes. Uh, but nobody called back. A man had been killed. There'd been six near misses. Shots in the night all summer long. A potential suspect was pinned in the canyon. And no one came to check it out? You clearly felt that shot was for you, so that's why... There was one Lost Hills deputy who was interested in a single shot fired deep in the canyon. Sergeant Tui Wright, the leader of the search and rescue team, the person who would later help find Rauda. He called the victim back. The sheriffs, they're saying one thing, but I could tell from his incredibly avid interest in what had happened to me mm. that there was something about it that he found extremely important. With all this stuff happening, it's, people are starting to get hysterical. Is it overreacting? Well, I don't think so, not given this set of events. Two weeks after the meeting with CeCe's source, there are a couple of manhunts in Malibu Creek State Park. Bloodhounds, helicopters, the works. CeCe's cynical about the display. She thinks it's all a big dog-and-pony show. But then, after Sergeant Wright follows a trail of boot prints from a burglary behind the sheriff's station, Anthony Rauta is captured. And somehow, it doesn't settle anything. Seems like no one in Malibu believes the cops. They think it's a setup, that Rauta's taking the fall. The fever gripping Malibu doesn't break. It intensifies. And suddenly... Everyone in Malibu is running for their lives. Less than a month after Rauta's arrest, the Woolsey Fire ravages Malibu. 97,000 acres burn. It's one of the most destructive fires in California history. 70-mile-an-hour gusts the devil winds propel the fire through the canyons, scorching the wilderness in and around the park. Rauda's camp, the area where the shooter lay in wait, shooting at cars, the campground where Tristan Baudet was killed, the entire killing zone up in smoke. We've got our press passes, so we're coming back in. During the fire, I link up with CeCe Woods, who's out reporting for the local. We're press, we, have, we, we also have the sheriff's back. Her angle, the authorities have abandoned Malibu left the residents to fend for themselves. Malibu Creek State Park, totally burned. You can't go that way. We're press. Cece is driving past burning palm trees and melted telephone poles. Her friend rides shotgun. I'm in the back, backseat driving. I tell her to put on her brights. Telephone poles on fire. Where? We drive into Point Doom, one of Malibu's most exclusive neighborhoods. Point Doom sees some of the most intense destruction. Julia Roberts lives here. Cindy Crawford. The sky is filled with plumes of gray smoke, and the only other cars out on the roads are emergency vehicles going full tilt, sirens blaring, coming at us through a fog. The fire is terrifyingly random. A shift of the wind, 
the difference between existing and not. Mayor Mullen, the mayor who's also a fire captain, fights the fire nonstop for days. It's harder to begrudge him his 400,000 now. After the apocalypse, when the flames are extinguished, I go to see him. From the top of the canyon where he'd been on 24-7 duty, I look out over a moonscape. The world is a charcoal drawing. In the ocean below, a plume of ash stains the water. Mullen describes the fire as nuclear in scale. Everything vaporized, he says. On my way home, I drive past the charred remains of a ranch, identifiable by a bunch of rusted horseshoes and an old windmill. I recognize this place. This is the place, a couple years ago, I listened to the owner call for vigilante justice against a murderous mountain lion known as P-45. The old ranch is burned to the studs. Small business owners, this one's for you. Chase for Business and iHeart bring you a new podcast series called The Unshakables. This one-of-a-kind series will shine the spotlight on small business owners like you, who faced a do-or-die moment that ultimately made their business what it is today. Join hosts Ben Walter, CEO of Chase for Business, and Tanya Nebo, a lawyer and business consultant, on these storytelling journeys of trials, tribulations, and triumphs that hinged on a single event a split-second decision, or even a stroke of luck. Whether the story is about a warehouse going up in flames or a former partner stealing a whole roster of clients, each episode will showcase the grit, determination, and resourcefulness a small business owner needed to turn a pivotal situation into a springboard for success. Listen to The Unshakables now and learn more at chase.com business podcast. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank, N.A. member, FDIC, copyright 2024. J.P. Morgan, Chase & Co. The most innovative companies are going further with T-Mobile for Business. The PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with AI coaching tools and 5G-connected cameras. AAA is getting more drivers back on the road fast with location telematics. And the Las Vegas Grand Prix is powering race day operations with 5G connectivity, giving fans an experience at the speed they deserve. This is Accelerating Innovation with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring? But don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com.
This land is your land. This land is my land. Oswald Rauda goes by Ozzy. He's the father of Anthony Rauda, the man arrested behind Lost Hill Station. California, New York Island. He sings me a little bit of that song while we're sitting on benches outside the courtroom, waiting for Anthony to show up for his hearing. From the redwood forest to the Gulf Stream waters. But that's not Ozzy singing. Ozzy gets uncomfortable whenever I ask about recording him. It's now a week after the Woolsey fire ignited, and Malibu is still smoldering. But the cameramen for the local news affiliates are here, at the Criminal Courts Building in downtown L.A. They're always here for Anthony Rauda. He put on a good show that first day in court. They're hoping for an outburst to show on the 6 o'clock news. Ozzy is 64 and planning to retire soon. He can't get in to see his son, and he thinks the deputies who run the jails might be abusing him. His son has never been too good with authority, he says. Still, Ozzy is feeling relief, thanking God that Anthony wasn't out there. His camp was right in the path of the fire. That's not all, though. Ozzy's feeling relief because, as he tells me, other fires, I used to worry he set them. He says that Anthony's got a history, a history of combustion, shooting things off, setting things on fire, and he's done stints in county jail and state prison. Eventually, Ozzy says, Anthony went to Big Five Sporting Goods and bought camping supplies. He told Ozzy he wanted to live in the wild, away from everyone. Sometimes Ozzy would go up to Malibu to try to find Anthony, to check on him. I was always worried I would find him dead, he tells me. But the camp was neat, no trash. Anthony cleared the brush with a machete, he says. One thing Ozzy noticed over the years? In Malibu, he says, the rich people don't like homeless. I've been sitting there talking to Ozzy for a while. When I overhear someone talking about Anthony, he says, right in front of Ozzy, that fucker should have burned. A few weeks later, I'm back at court. The prosecutor is presenting evidence about the weapon and ammunition deputies say they found when they arrested Rauda. What is that? That's the prosecutor, questioning one of the deputies who arrested Rauda. He's showing him a photograph. That is the same rifle that came out of the backpack. And what kind of rifle is that? Uh, It's a 9mm carbine rifle. A carbine is a cheap, lightweight rifle. Not very common. People call Donald. Donald is one of the major crimes detectives I noticed in court a few weeks back. Directing your attention to October 10, 2018, at some time around 3 in the afternoon, where were you? I was at the Malibu Creek State Park in Calabasas. And do you see someone in court today that you uh, saw at that location? Yes, I do. Identify where that person is seated and what he's wearing. The gentleman in blue behind the glass to my left. That would be Anthony Rauda, who today is in a restraint chair with his mouth covered in mesh so he can't spit at anyone. His hands are tethered, 
but he still managed to flip off the news crews with his left hand as he was wheeled in. Now he's studying his right hand, slowly clenching it and releasing it, clenching and releasing, as if observing a fascinating butterfly beating its wings in the sun. The prosecutor shows Detective Donnell a photograph. Was this a uh, uh, backpack that you saw at that location? And what, if anything, did you recover from that backpack? Uh, there were multiple items, and uh, two magazines loaded with 9mm rounds, along with a plastic bag containing 9mm rounds, all of which were lying. So at the time of his arrest, Rauta had a 9mm carbine rifle and the ammunition to go with it. This gets my attention. So far, there's been no official information about what kind of ammunition killed Tristan Baudet. But the rumor going around Malibu is that it was a 9mm round. Rauta's public defender starts to argue that the whole thing is a setup, a scheme by the sheriff's department to pin the murder on a homeless guy, Blame him in order to mollify the agitated folks in Malibu. I think Mr. Rauda is being scapegoated for something. And as a result of that, they brought all of this different evidence in to try and prove something else. The reason I was asking, first of all, whether the gun had been tested or anything like that was for the I'm reason that I, I think everybody expects. I objected. Inappropriate argument. This is about the it's interesting about that rifle. Ozzy tells me he didn't know Anthony had one. Can't imagine how he got it. He doesn't even hunt, Ozzy says. He eats from the McDonald's dumpster. Today, Anthony Rauda is sentenced to 180 days in county jail for the rifle and ammunition. As an ex-felon, he's not supposed to have them. But he's already been in for a while, so the clock is ticking. The prosecutor has told me that the last thing the major crimes and homicide detectives want is for Rauta to walk out of jail a free man. I have never been a conspiracy theorist before I started doing this for a living, and I only started a few months ago. C.C. Woods is not feeling Anthony Rauta as the canyon shooter, the armed burglar, or the killer of Tristan Baudet. She calls me to meet her at her home away from home, a private club on Pacific Coast Highway. But I'm going to tell you what, when things line up too perfectly, you can't plan a wedding with these kind of conditions and have it just come out flawless. For one thing, she tells me, before the arrest, the sheriff's department had said they were looking for a male of slender build in connection with the burglaries. Doesn't sound like Rauta to her. Did that guy look like slender? He had a pooch like this. He looks like he eats Mexican food with the officers over at La Paz. This guy did not fit the description. And look at this haircut. Like, that's a fashionable haircut. That is not a supercut's cut, okay? <laughs> I hate to say this, but, you know, and my, my intuition is almost never wrong, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say, I mean, this guy looked like a cop to me. Sorry. In her view, he's not just the wrong guy, a fall guy. He's an undercover cop with suspiciously good hair. Of course they knew who he was because he's a plant. She's calling BS on the whole Rauda thing. And she doesn't care what the sheriff's department or any of the cops at Lost Hills think. 
I am not your little quiet, little mousy girl. I'm a big mouth, big boobed blonde, and that does not work for them, okay? And I'm smart, which is even worse, you know? I can't go along with Cece's idea that Rauda is actually an undercover cop. But there is what seems like an actual snag in the theory that Rauda did all these crimes. Rauda was arrested with a 9mm carbine rifle. But near misses 1 through 5 didn't use 9mm ammunition. They all involved shotgun ammo. A metal slug in the case of near miss number 3. And the rest, as far as I can piece together, birdshot. Small metal pellets, kind of like BBs, that are designed to scatter. Cece posted a picture of the white BMW, near miss number five, riddled with holes. But there was no shotgun found at Rauda's camp. Which means there's either another weapon or another shooter. But as I drive away from Cece's club, I'm thinking about Malibu this private paradise that people guard so fiercely. In some ways, the shootings, so shocking, don't feel all that out of place. This is a place where celebrities have guns and locals defend their turf. And the cops might drive by you when you call 911. And the rangers tell victims, things like this don't happen here. In just the first few months of my reporting, there's been a murder, an uproar, Accusations of a cover-up, manhunts for an armed burglar, a suspicious arrest, and a catastrophic fire. Malibu doesn't look like a postcard anymore. That pretty surface has been seared off, and there's chaos raging underneath. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at Let'smakeaplan.org. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring? 
but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com.